Welcome back to the Bearmo Project. All right. So for those of you that are joining, this is the episode with Alex Wiffler from Wiffler Industries. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. There's a lot of really good information here talking about his string armor product specifically. And obviously we talk about the MP1 some. Um, those of you who are subscribing, anyone has joined our Patreon page. By doing that, you automatically get a significant discount code for Wiffler Industries. So go check that out. Um, the link will be in the comments here on YouTube and then in the comments of the rest of our podcast platform. So we listen to the audio version. So check out our Patreon page. And once again, as always, thank you so much to our sponsors, um, AAE, Dr. Archie Grips, Yoast Archie Products, and XS Wings. So enjoy the show. What I was saying, um, autocorrect gets me in Messenger all the time. Like, oh, yeah. and it's crazy because autocorrect on like the iPhone will just totally mess up a message. Oh yeah. And I constantly am trying to send like, like even just a minute ago, I was, I was messaging Paul Yager and we were talking about some things and um, I tried to say live and it came across love and it drives me insane all the time. Yeah. So let me make sure this live feed is working. Uh, where you guys are from, um, we have a pretty cool giveaway happening with this live recording with Mr. Alex Wiffler from Wiffler Industries. So you should definitely, you have to post in comments and tell us where you're from um, in order to be entered into the giveaway. So just to give you guys some feedback, the giveaway is going to be five bottles of his newly released um, string armor, which we're going to talk about. This is a primary discussion, what we're going to talk about today. Um, so Mr. Alex Wiffler, how you doing, man? You know, I'm, I'm doing well today. I, uh, uh yeah, I'm doing well, you know, just kind of getting up, getting going, making more stuff, you know, good day. More stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we go too far, those of you who are listening, let me know. Um, I want to make sure my, my AirPods are working well as they're supposed to be. Sometimes if I turn my head, it acts funny. So if there's any audio issues, please let me know. Um, but yeah, so make sure you guys log in and tell us, um, where you're from and um so we can get you entered that's all you need to post is that you're watching and we know that you're watching and where you're from so alex whiffler friend of mine uh alex has been in the the recurve and the compound game played a little bit um in the compound game as a as a professional shooter as well and for quite some time so we are going to talk about string armor but unfortunately alex i need you to talk about yourself right now and give everybody your history in the sport because there's there's quite a few chapters and it yeah. and it and those <laughs> chapters really help you as an industry professional now developing the products you're developing so let's go down that road oh gosh um <laughs> okay so a brief history of things that i've done um started shooting when i was 12 took third at nationals about six months after, and then just kind of really went from there. I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. I want to shoot archery. I want to be a part of archery. Like 
I, I love this. This is amazing. Um, a few years after that, I was like, wow, want to go to the Olympics. This is going to be great. Um, through a bunch of cool circumstances, actually went to Korea, trained with uh, Coach Kim for uh, six weeks, a little over six weeks, which was absolutely a life-changing experience. It was amazing. Got back home, shot for two years. Year before the Olympics, I was playing disc golf and broke my middle finger in half. Hard to shoot recurve in a cast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to shoot my last junior world. Like, I can't lose out on that. So picked up a compound, made, made the team. After, I think I was out of a cast for two weeks before trials. I was like, this is awesome. Cool. I'm on, I'm on the team. We go to Canada. I break a world record there. Then we go to China. Me and the team break two more world records, get two silvers there, come back. And I'm like, I'm done with compound. Like, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. I was, it was fun. I was pretty good at it, but I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. I, I feel the same way about compound. So that's, yeah. I enjoy 3D with a compound. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like archery. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I, I love archery. So, I mean, anytime I'm shooting, whether it's compound or recurve, I like. Mm-hmm. But um, the funny part about that to me is when I, we got home from China, I didn't even take my bow out of the case. I was like shooting recurve, like that's it. And the unfortunate thing was I was able to do it for about eight months. And every single arrow I shot was painful with my finger. Mm. And I was like, okay, this probably isn't going to work. And I was 20 at the time. So I sat down and we had a really hard conversation with my mom. Like, what are we doing? Because it was, it was really, I wasn't in a great place at that point, you know, shooting a lot of arrows, working out, driving myself crazy, you know, Mm -hmm, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, 10 to 13 hour grind a day, you know, it gets to you. So -hmm. then I made the choice that I was either going to be a professional archer. I was going to give myself a year to do it, or I was going to go to college. And three months later, I won Vegas. Yep, I remember that. Yep. And then from there, you know, was on the World Cup team for a year, um, set a World Cup in China with Steve and Rio. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's been cool. You know, won Lancaster. Um, mm-hmm. So done some stuff with that. Did Olympic trials for fun, you know. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, so I've had a lot of questions on like, why did you do this? I've never been able to finish one. The very first one that I did was in Texas. That was for 2012. And they started burning stuff halfway through when I have asthma, had an asthma attack and went from shooting, you know, the scores I'd been shooting to, you know, barely being able to shoot. So I didn't get to finish that one. The one for 2016 broke my finger a year before it didn't get to finish that one i'm like i just want to finish one olympic trials so picked up a recurve and just you know tried it yeah too funny uh yeah you've been yeah you've definitely got some chapters in that book for sure and then so what was the birth of whiffler industries then and how how did that come to fruition for you and what was your focus so there's multiple chapters to how it started um a main one of the biggest parts for me is 
I just wanted to try making stuff that I thought there was a void for or try making stuff better because I like, I like designing stuff. Like that's fun. I'm not an engineer, you know, I'm not <laughs> anything like that. Um, but I do, I wanted to try just making stuff and seeing if, you know, what I could do. Um, the plunger, for instance, I've been working on that for about six and a half years now. So that's been a very long process. I mean, when I was still shooting recurve, you remember buckyballs? They were everywhere for a while. They were like yeah. little magnets that I was playing with those. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if that yeah. would work. Like, yeah. and that's how that started for me. I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And we just kind of, you know, went from there. I mean, the current, the current iteration of plunger, you know, the, the pro and bare bow, that is about the 10th iteration, second released iteration. And that's all the stuff that people don't see in the designing and engineering side. That's fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the MP1 is a nice plunger. I know you've, there's quite a few um, barebow shooters out there shooting right now, and it's, it's nice. There's, a, there's actually some questions in the comments on the Facebook Live feed already. Some about the MP1 and some about some other stuff. So okay. we'll, we'll get to those at the end for those of Possibly you who are real watching. Quick. Let's do it. Huh? I'll pick a random one real quick. Let's do one. Um, all right. We can, we can take a random one. I'll take a random one from my buddy, Matt Durker. Matt and I, we actually stayed in the house together. Nationals last year, me, him, and, and Demmer and Dillinger. And uh, I guess he's using one. I don't know if he's using one, but he asked about a smaller nut on the MP1. Uh, I guess so it doesn't make contact with one of the so he was yep. wondering is there going to be one in design or one available if you need one eventually yes okay. so the workaround that we found for that is if you use a straight I think it's called a cap nut instead uh -huh. of the rounded one it works yeah so that's kind of the workaround that we have right now um yeah. I know for every rest the nut is a little bit too big or it could be hollow or there's yeah and different things on it um but for what right now no um eventually yes i'm sure but for right now no yeah it's just a uh, you know i mean like i said it, there's growing pains in any industry world which is kind of one of the reasons that we've connected and in, in regards to like i i am a huge fan of the entrepreneurial spirit the people who are trying to make a difference they're doing it in a way that they know and it doesn't hurt that you tried to make some money, God forbid, trying to be innovative. Um, and I like to support that notion because that the entrepreneurial side of things drives the archery industry in some ways. And so, so does the, the, the consumer. So like, you know, when you have people that are out there creating things and doing things to make the, the industry better as best they can, you got to support that. You have to appreciate that. And I ask all of you that, that listen to this, those of you are watching on the live feed, you know, understand that that's, that's the goal behind, behind everybody's, you know, I, I gotta, I can empathize with you about wanting to shoot more archery and be more of a competitor. I have come to find as much as I love it and do it, there's still a void of information when it comes to barebow oh, and providing it. And that's oh, where the barebow project came into play. And, and then me, on the coaching side as well. And that's yeah. where my niche has, be, has definitely developed. I love and competing. Me, um, a, a big thing for me was with, you know, starting with for industries is you can't win forever. No, you can't. Unless and you're you Demmer. 
Yeah. <laughs> guys, he's literally timeless, but that's a whole other discussion. I wish he's he was not making here. a living at archery. No, no. You know, I mean, you know, no. even that. And I want to just be a part of archery. That's what I want to do. Right. I mean, Same. I can think of yeah. maybe five archers that are just shooting. And those people fluctuate. Yeah. You know, you can't sure. win consistently forever. You can't. We had this discussion at S3DA, 3D Nationals, where we're talking about there's 1% of the archery industry who actually lives off of shooting archery. It's a very small number. And in Barebo, it's not a number that even exists. So, you know, you have to, you have to understand, like you've defined, you've defined your niche in the industry and you've definitely found yours with what you are doing. And so let's, let's take that as a segue into talking about string armor because cool. you were like, Hey, I got to show you something. And it was like, a, I'm not going to lie people. It was sort of a shady introduction. It was like, yeah, I got to show you something. Where you like see this? I'm like, deal. what was like, hey, you going to do? <laughs> got a brown paper bag. You want to yeah. see something cool? You want to see something cool? I was it like, was, oh, God, um, here we go. Like this is out. It's like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> I got the stuff. I got the goods got the goods i'm like all right show me <laughs> but then you whipped out your cell phone and you showed me the video uh, which i i have to i'm gonna put a copy of that in in this like right around this point after we get into the the discussion i'm gonna put a copy of like the video we just posted on instagram um uh that i had reposted on instagram about string armor and i like i'm not gonna lie dude my my first response was like there's other things in the industry that have done this or tried to do this yeah. it's not something but and then we got into the, the the nuts and bolts of why you took this route this route and what changes you made and what it is so let's talk about string armor give us the nitty-gritty um and tell us like what what it is and how you developed it and why so i'll be honest i didn't want to develop this 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 was not something that I was like, oh, this is going to be a crusade. And then it turned out to be a crusade because I was working on a different product. And I was like, I have to get X, Y, and Z done. And then I found this stuff and I went down the rabbit hole. Like three hours later, I'm looking up how to waterproof a string. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And my like ADD way got the better of me. And this was like, a full week of just googling and searching and all of this other stuff and then i started ordering stuff i'm like i wonder if this will work 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 none of the stuff i ever ordered worked so then i contacted a friend who was a chemical engineer and he goes what are you trying to do i'm like well i want to waterproof a string i said because now that i'm down the rabbit hole i really do hate wax he goes i gotcha so then from there, we started working together, trying a bunch of different formulas of all of this stuff. And then it was about 30 different attempts into it, you know, eight months. Wow. And yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was a lot of work, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's what it takes. And the last one I tried, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of giving up on this. Like nothing is working. I'm kind of done. Last one I tried, put it on the string. It dried in 10 seconds. And I was like, okay, we'll try it, whatever. Put some stuff on it, instantly came off. And I was like, light bulb. I was like, wow, that worked perfectly. Because up until then, everything was a complete failure. It either didn't waterproof it. it, it 
the amount of issues, like I won't even get into that. Like there was just so much. Mm-hmm. And the last one I tried, it was just boom. So. What, what's the life expect, expectancy of a recurve string? And then also go into how long it lasts and what, how many applications you get out of a bottle? So on, generally speaking, you get about, depending on how much you cover it and you know how liberal you are with it, um, about three sets of compound strings. Um, so obviously more recurve sets. I would probably say six sets of recurve, give or take, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, last for about five to six months with one application, which That's is incredible. just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I was hoping for one tournament. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, five or six months—that's that's crazy to me. Um, yeah, uh, what was the other question? I forgot. Uh, I, I think it. it was how many applications. You sort of yeah. answered it, and then how long will it last on the strings themselves? So, you know, you 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 gave that indicator already. Do you have a do you have a bottle there? We yeah, actually about do. It. Can you show we actually, everyone? We actually just changed the bottles a little bit, and this is the one with the typo. So please, you know, <laughs> kind okay. on that. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so it's a small bottle, easy to carry in your quiver, and yeah. five to six months on on that is real long time. Oh yeah, I guess where you know I'm I'm I don't wax my string ever at all. I usually go through the string and it's done before yeah. and life is life expectancy of the string. Um, you know, do you feel have you? So there's people using this product right now who happen to be competing. Who would that be? Yeah. So, well, whoever you're prepared to, you know, so I'll just tell you a few of the people that I've had tested. Okay. So I have a few people in Chula Vista who have tested it. Um, Actually here, let me tell you the craziest result that we got. So (laughs) this this one, because I knew there would be a lot of change, you know, depending on rain, not rain. I just didn't realize how much that was kind of a big one for me. So I sent it to a few of the recurve shooters that I have shot in crazy pouring down rain i told them hey don't move your site i need this to have like an a b test on this like cool no problem low five line which i'm like okay you know it's about what you would expect in the rain i get it went out a different time and this was after a month of having it sit on their string too so this wasn't like a just sprayed it on you know this was right. after you know they had shot with it for a month and, and right. these are people who are shooting you know 300 arrows plus a day so it's you know been tested a lot with that put it on their bow shot low nine which that to me is just way more of a result than i expected i was expecting ring or two you know help a little bit you know maybe from a five to and seven eight line but no low nine and that was with three different people that had the same result too really yeah yeah. And if, if those of you who shoot bare bow who haven't shot in the rain or specifically like really hard rain, y- your point on changes dramatically. Oh, crazy. It, especially, crazy. especially in, in a hard rain. Now, if it's just a light mist or something, it might not change too, too much, but eventually over time, your string is going to collect some water and it's going oh, yeah. to have an effect of some kind. If, if it's not feasible to or if you let me back up or retract that if it is feasible for you to treat your string with this and you don't see the the water will not collect on the string 
your point on is not going to change as much as your competitor is really what it comes down to. If I'm able to aim in the middle normally and I'm only have to aim top of the gold or top of the eight, as opposed to aiming at the top of the target. That's even a psychological advantage. I mean, I I know for me, when I'm in competitions, you know, yes, you get used to it. You aim wherever you need to, but Mm -hmm. there is that little bit that's going, Oh wow. I have to aim in the blue. Okay. And then, the wind stops, whatever, but only having to aim, you know, four inches high instead of a foot. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge, huge thing. Although most people don't aim long enough in bareboat to even recognize that it's four inches, but you know, it's, it's still the, the idea, like I, yeah. you do see a significant change. And if you watch slow motion videos of, of recurve strings that have water on them, you can see <laughs> that just the, the, the moisture and the, the drops, you know, it's crazy. And, you know, watching this, I remember um, we did a podcast in the very beginning and Grayson had shot, just shot a tournament in the rain down there in Virginia. And he shot the, they were shooting, he was shooting real well. And the rain just like started coming down and you know how it is at a tournament. Like you may go up, and you have clear skies, or at least it's overcast, but no rain. And then the next end you go up, you get the one six arrow end with a torrential downpour and your competitors don't like that stuff happens. And Grayson was stepped up and shot and he was shot a group like this at 50 meters in like the four ring. Yep. And, you know, and even that stroke, I'm sure that string maybe had some wax or at least like, you know, factory wax or whatever on it. And that was just from the water on the string and maybe whatever water happened to have gotten on the arrows at that point. So, you know, the speed with which you're going to then retain, even with a little bit of water, is a significant increase. Oh, yeah. That's really, you know. Tried it on compound, too. So he shot a feel around with it and said instead of having to take it for the rain that he was shooting in, which wasn't like a torrential downpour, but it was a steady rain. He mm-hmm. said he normally would have had to take out about a yard and a half-ish. He only had to take out a half a yard. Awesome. Like, so does That's it cool. weigh down the string at all? Yeah, does absolutely. It? No, it, no, no. Uh, the, the, the string armor, does that yeah. add any weight to it? Okay. Yes. So it, when I weighed it before and after, it, on a 72-inch string coating the whole thing, it was like one grain. Okay, not bad. So I, I, I've, I've had 10 different people tested at 70 meters, like shoot a group, spray down their stuff, shoot a group, and they didn't even have to move their sight. So it does technically weigh it down because you're adding something to it. Enough to matter? Nah, not really. Not so much. So it slows it down. That weight slows it down that little tiny bit. It's not enough to, to make a much of a difference at all. Maybe a tenth of a foot per second yeah okay you know i mean that's good maybe <laughs> yeah so and who we started talking about it who who do you have that's shooting it right now i know there's some people that are across seas right now that are shooting it yes yes i've had um my, my french dude he's been awesome the bear do you see that video from world archery that was awesome no i did not oh my. so the, when the french I'll, I'll send it to you later it's okay, okay the uh <laughs> when the when the french team qualified he came out and was like ah and then they put a bear it's okay so he's, he's currently, he's been testing it for me. Uh, Briny from England, she's been testing it for me. 
and also the Spanish team, which, I mean, I, I guess it's probably okay to say, but um, the first tournament that they were at with a World Cup, it was raining, sprayed down their stuff with it, and actually set a national record with it. Wow. And they were like, uh, so we don't have to aim off as much. <laughs> and it's raining and we talked to our competitors and they're like so where are you guys aiming they're like oh we just put like clicks in and we're aiming like seven or eight they're like not aiming off that much so you know it's it's cool hearing that because you can sure. do as much static data as you want you know test the feet per second difference shooting controlled things but until you get out to a tournament and actually see what it's doing with people it, mm -hmm. it's all just kind of data points instead of like facts with it so it's cool to have people tried in real world world situations you know yeah absolutely and where is this available right now besides your website is it available just through with with industries or is there oh, anywhere else lancaster also has it too okay so you can order it from wifflerindustries.com i think it is um yep. and then like starchy supply obviously uh, which is exciting and you can also get the mp1 plunger from both of those entities as well um, for those who are patrons and we're not we're not closing the discussion, but I, there's some questions in the comments or some. So the the patron the Patreon supporters for the Barebow Project, you guys have a significant discount code on your Patreon um, page. So go check that out. For those of you who are watching who are not on our Patreon page, it's it's literally just you supporting the Barebow Project, and you get exclusive opportunities. You get you get to. Um, if you're available and you can log into the podcast live prior to recording and chat with our guests, you get discounts, significant discounts. Um, you get all kinds of things plus free, like free apparel and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I can sit like that will be in the description of this on YouTube. So you guys check that out. Likewise, the people who are commenting or asking why, uh, had some questions like, why are you putting your name and location? Uh, your people who are commenting are entering to win one of five free bottles of string armor that Alex is going to send out to you as we pick them as this as we close down the podcast. If you are viewing live, you will get a chance to enter to win um, one of those bottles and it will be sent to you from Whiffler Industries. So um, I am excited. I have it on my bow. I shot deliberately in the rain the other day it wasn't yeah. raining a lot it was barely so i honestly didn't see any effect whatsoever um it was just like you know like one of those annoying misting that, rains that kind of misting where it's just yeah. enough to ride in it annoys you yeah yeah your tab like gets a little bit moist and stuff um but i mean i do oh you know what that's what we need to talk about the tab so that is something i've been testing so it does actually keep water off of your tab I, I had one person said it made it a little slick. One person didn't. Um, a few other people have tried it. So that one I'm still kind of in the beta phase on. So try that at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it will. It does keep water off of it. I just don't know the rest of the stuff with it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. But it's like I have an extra. I have multiple use tabs. Yeah. I think I'm going to, and I haven't tried it yet. I am going to spray my this is my competition tab um i have an identical one i have to find i think it's in the bottom of a release pouch um and i think i'm going to spray that one down and try it um and see if it changes the dynamic now again barebow shooters like i personally have a really deep hook for barebow so behind the first 
honestly behind the first joint of the index finger. So I don't think a slick tab was going to help. Actually, it might even or hurt. I think it's going to help. So yeah, um, I'll right. play with that some of my own and see how that works. Um, but, you know, if you can, if we can get some kind of, as we test that, or if any of the, the followers who happen to go buy um, string armor or decide to go and um, you win it and you try it and you try it on your tab, let us, let us, let Alex know the results to add that sort of to the discussion because that can be significant. I know that going to nationals um, with a, uh, what you call it, two tabs, a pouch. I know Demer uses like a, a bag and puts like a yep. towels in it and stuff. It's like a talcum like, powder and stuff. Yep. Yeah, like, well, I don't know if he uses that, but just to keep like rotating tabs and keep them dry the whole time, it seems to work well. So I don't, uh, I don't know. It'd be nice to not have to do all that work. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we've all we've all been there shooting in the rain, and then it just feels, ugh. And then it yeah. just once it's wet, it's it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's cool. I I, I think it's cool. I like the fact that you are um, trying to be somewhat innovative, and not that again, we've had string wax for decades. You know, it's yeah. not like it's it's not a new thing. But if you're using it and it's working and it helps, then so be it. You know what I mean? That's the goal, you know. Let me see if there's any questions quick before we. Um... Well, this doesn't have any wax in either. I just want to clarify on that. Oh yeah, there was a question uh, from Neil Frown. He said, "Does it help with fraying of the string at all?" Yeah, yeah, it does actually. To but what it extent, doesn't... I can't give you a specific. You know, this is how much it helps, but it definitely does help with the fraying of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I that that explains it to Neil. I guess he can't go into details about like the what's in it, but it does help. So I answers his question. I think that was the only other question I had or we had in this one. Um, I've never really done a product oriented um, podcast before. Yeah. We've sort of not, not steered away from them. Um, you know, you're not a sponsor or anything like that of the podcast, but it's, there's a lot of people that are, that you are supporting Verbo, um, and have been supporting, like, I know, like a lot of the, like Dwayne and some other people are shooting your plunger, John Dillinger is shooting your plunger. And I think it's cool that, you know, you're expanding upon that. So, um, well, I just felt like Barebows were kind of like the redheaded stepchildren and that's how they retreated. And it just, it kind of bothered yeah, me. Truth to that. I mean, you know, it kind of bothered me. It's like, Wow. So I, when I was talking to Dillinger and Demmer at Vegas two years ago now, I because I showed them the original MP1, they're like, well, we'd like that, but it needs to have clicks. It needs to have this. You know, they listed mm -hmm. off like seven different things. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So the plungers that you're using, you have to modify to get them to work. They're like, well, yeah. And I was like, it, it, it blew my mind. I mean, Dillinger and Demmer, they're like barebo gods at this point. I mean, you know, and they're getting equipment and it's not made for them. And I was like, okay, okay. So that's when I started working on it. It was literally two days after Vegas. Interesting. Yeah. Backstory to that, to the, the, the development of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to do something it, so. that wasn't, I wanted to do something that wasn't like, oh, well, it's an Olympic style recurve, but you can use it for barebo. Sure. You know, I wanted to do something that like, no, this is, this is a bare bow plunger. Here you go. 
yeah yeah well i mean it can be used for both but i mean yeah, there's no both, yeah. you know and and as as we said you have growing pains with everything in archery anything that's new anything that's different you know and people try not to get too twisted up about it it's it is what it is just stay the course continue to develop try to make things better um and provide information to people and that's yeah. really what this is this is us providing um a thing that could be an advantage um it's a short podcast it's not as developed and you know we're not talking strategy and all that stuff which we do a lot of this is just a change of pace because i don't typically do product oriented you know yeah. but we talked and it was it was cool the video if you go on our instagram page or you go on alex's the, the video is sort of a tall tale here this is what it does so it's not you know you make the decision what you want to use um, but it's, it's pretty cool. And I know that you put a lot of time and hard work into it. And I think we all can appreciate that. So I wanted to talk to you about it. I appreciate it. The thing, the thing that I kind of like about it is it's not, oh, do I need to do this? Cause I know there's a lot of times and I'm, you know, not downplaying any other product or anything, but it would be right before a tournament like, oh, is this going to, is this going to rain tomorrow or not? So I'd put a little bit of wax in my bow and then I'd have to change, you know, my site, change this, change this. And then mm -hmm. it wouldn't rain. I'd be like, okay, whatever. Or then I wouldn't do that. And then it would rain where this sprayed on like three tournaments before, and then you're still good. You know, it's not a, oh, do I have to do this? Anything like that? Just talking about like the strategy part of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of questions before we sort of start closing Absolutely. this thing out. Um, or, well, there's a comment. Has it been tried on angel string material? Yeah. Um, yeah. It has. Uh, he, it, comment from Paul Yager. I know they don't want wax on that. So if it works on angel material, that might help some people. Um, yes, uh, Shaz, you said about six strings, roughly six applications. Yeah. And he also asked, can it be used on fast flight Dacron, BCY, X99, and such? Yep. So it, there's no limit to what it can be used on. Okay. Serving right. material, string, all of it. All of it. Yeah. Cool. Maybe and the maybe cool thing is that it can be worked on serving material too, because that's where a lot of the water gets stored. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done the the research, so I would trust that what you're saying is accurate. I can honestly say I've never dipped strings in water and weighed them or did any of that stuff. So. Yeah, I've totally never done that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Neil said, when do you know or how do you know when to reapply? Neil, you're gonna I don't know. I'm gonna guess it depends on how exposed it gets, but it said it lasts five, like five to six months. So. so what I would do is after you apply it, just leave it. And then if you're like, Oh, do I need to just do a little touch out like this spot or whatever, take a little yeah. bit of water, drop it on it. And if it's not just beating off, like it should just mm -hmm. do a little bit of a touch up. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I have to completely soak the whole thing again, but you know, just give that area or whatever, just a little bit of a touch up. Sure. Which I guess that does make it very different from some of the other applications. You don't typically put wax on a serving um, and you're going to add a significant amount of weight when you, when oh, you yeah. do add wax on. So, All right, man. Well, it was good. I mean, it's nice to get it short and sweet too, because we didn't have to go into like too crazy a detail. We were running late, everyone. Sorry. I mean, it's the struggle with the stuff, live fault, stuff. Guys. I'm sorry about that. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but, you know, watch for this. Um, podcast to be uploaded the audio version and on youtube and you guys will be able to watch it there watch it back and then 
uh, after we end the live feed, I'll get with Alex. He can pick uh, the winners of the five bottles and he can ship them off to you and it'll be kind of cool. Guys, try it out. Give Alex the feedback, give him, you know, what you think about it and go from there. So thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Where can people follow you and Whippler Industries? Uh, um, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the, all the normal places. Just Whiffler Industries if you want that or Alex Whiffler if you want the other stuff. All right. Outstanding. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching, everyone. Um, we'll catch up with you later. And you guys can watch this later on on YouTube. Peace out. All right.